what's the most important or the most famous part in Ireland? Um, other than professional drinking. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome listeners to the podcast Communicate with the World, sponsored by Europe Direct. Don't believe tourists, we ask the locals. Hey man, nice to meet you. What a pleasure to have you in my podcast. Yeah. Here we are in a special place, right? Yeah. In the Sill. Yeah. Wow. Let's give our listeners a small, well, overview of Ireland, right? Yeah, um, yeah, so I'm from Ireland. Um, I lived there for 18, 19 years, I guess. I grew up there, um, so I know it quite well. Um, it's actually quite uh, different depending where you go. Um, so on the west of Ireland, it's quite rural and very wild and incredible scenery. On the east coast, it's a bit more urban. There's more, um, there's more industry, more farming. Um, you know, in the cities, there's lots of pharmaceutical companies and uh, tech companies and stuff like that at the moment. Wow, James, you rock. I don't even need to ask you any question. You really go with the flow and start really fast with, <laughs> about the uh, details about iron. Really cool. Yeah. But let's start why we are here today, mm -hmm. because we are in a special place. We are in Sill, as I said in the beginning. Yeah. And above there, we can see the Bergisel, yeah. which is also quite famous here in Innsbruck. Yeah. So you're living now in Innsbruck since yeah. three years, right? Uh, yeah, about three and a half. I've been living in Austria in, the, in Tyrol for three years. I've lived in Innsbruck for about two years now, I guess. Exactly. And you started in Ötztal? I did. I started you in moved Ötztal. to Ötztal at first? Exactly. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. also why we're here, next mm -hmm. to the water yeah. and next to the sill because you're a rafting guide here, right? Yeah, so I first came here, I was offered a job, just a seasonal job as a raft guide for three months. And three years later, I'm still here. So I never really left. Um, I came yeah, here and fell in, love in the fell in love with the place. And yeah, um, I see myself living here for many more years. <laughs> cool, that's a, wow, I'm impressed to hear that and happy to hear that yeah. because we're actual neighbors too, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Really cool, but yeah, let's go back to Ireland. Mm -hmm. So you already told us a few details and comparing to Austria, it's a little bit smaller because it's around 5 million people live there, population. Yeah, five, five to six million, I think. I, mm -hmm. I haven't, I don't keep track of it, but um, I think that's how, last time I checked a few years ago, it was about six million, I think. Okay, so, yeah. still a little bit smaller. Yeah, cool. yeah, quite small compared yeah. to Austria, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but tell us some facts about Ireland and the uh, capital and what especially travelers have to think about if they go to Ireland. Um, okay, uh, the first thing I would say about Ireland is that it's a really beautiful country. Um, the people are really, really friendly. Um, yeah, uh, there's lots of things that you should definitely do there. You should definitely go and see the countryside, especially on the west coast. Um, cities and even smaller towns are like full of different things to do. Uh, like what's quite famous is uh, live Irish music. True. So both Pop kind music, of more, yeah. both more like kind of modern stuff, but also traditional music. Um, it's, uh, 
because uh, everyone like loves a good party there and you'll find money. True. I'm sure our listeners are interested in that. Yeah. So, well, we all know Guinness is from Ireland. Yeah. It's famous everywhere, exactly yeah. the same as the Irish pubs. You mm -hmm. can find them here in Innsbruck, for yeah. example, twice and everywhere around the world. Yeah, you can find them. Is it, you've heard the song, right? There's yeah. uh, all the different Irish pubs. You find them in Kathmandu and yeah, exactly. you find them everywhere. Are Irish people proud of the Irish pubs? Do you like them? Do you yeah, also go they, to them when I you're so. abroad? Yeah, like for sure. I think when Irish people go abroad, like if like lots of Irish people go on holidays to Spain and places like that, and they just go to an Irish bar in Spain, which I think is hilarious. But, <laughs> yeah, me like, too. Yeah, um, but I guess people, a lot of people like what they know they like, and yeah. Um, well, if we go to Ireland, are there any hidden spots which you can recommend, which you are things what we really have to do? Um, there's like, so there's lots of really big kind of tourist places that yeah. I would definitely recommend going to, like really beautiful places. Like, so if you like nature, definitely anywhere on the West Coast, like places like Donegal, uh, uh, Killarney, uh, Kerry, Mayo, they're all really, really beautiful counties and they're all along the west coast. So the best thing you would do is, I say, like rent a car. Ireland's public transportation system isn't the best in the rural areas. So definitely rent a car um, and you can find some beautiful, really remote places with lots of really friendly people. Um, yeah, everywhere in Ireland, but especially on the west coast. But at the same time, uh, on the East Coast, um, the East Coast of Ireland is like a little bit more developed. There's more there. And that's like true both now, but also in the past. Um, so what I think is really interesting about Ireland is you can be driving through the kind of like the middle of it, especially like outside of Dublin, you can be going through lots of narrow, narrow roads in the, in the kind of farming area. And you could find like a building that is like 500 years old and it, it's not like advertised as a tourist spot, but you just like stop and you think like there's this old mill that, you know, should be a tourist spot, but it's not. Okay. And it's like quite authentic in that way. Um, you'll just find like little bits of history all over the world, all Ooh. over uh, Ireland. Um, Very good suggestion, yeah. And you can yeah. find it easily via Google Maps and... Yeah, that, that's the thing. I wouldn't say it's even marked on Google Maps. Oh, like it's crazy. just, it's just like kind of accepted, and no one really, no one really. You just see like traces of it everywhere. Um, there's like even parts of the mountains in Ireland. They're very specific areas. I think if you Google it, you'll probably find the locations. But you can find like um, markings on the rocks, like spirals, um, mm -hmm. where. Uh, the Celtic people, you know, like old Celtic yeah. from, you know, a long time ago, they used to like drawing spirals on things and they've got lots of different monuments that they've made um, all over Ireland where you can see signs of this. Crazy. I have to be there. I have to go there. You should show me once. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> for sure. But then also like in the cities, um, yeah, the cities are quite amazing just for the culture. A lot of people don't know, but like Ireland is very multicultural. 
Um, there's people from all over the world there, like, like in cities like Galway, it's very student focused. And I would actually say a lot like Innsbruck in many ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like Dublin is very famous for um, its Irish bars and it's nightlife and you can just walk into any bar and there'll be like live music and um, it's like something very unique. Mm -hmm. Like even in the streets, people play music, which is something I, I wish they did more in Innsbruck actually. True, yeah, yeah. Um, I also miss that. That's yeah. a really good point, which we have to change in Innsbruck. Yeah. Even if we both like the city really much, but that's really missing here. Yeah. The people playing on the streets or in the pubs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. So to sum it up, you told us about Dublin, the land side with your hidden spot, which is really cool. We yeah. definitely have to go there once and our listeners should do that too. Yeah. And you sp said we should get a car when we go to Ireland. So, but yeah. we have to tell them that it's still still left driving, right? Yeah. So it's it's just like the UK. Um, yeah, it's the it's the other side. So it's not that hard to to change over. Like your first first hour on the road is a little bit different, but after that, it's fine. Yeah, it's also what I experienced. The first few moves are a little bit oh, yeah. what I'm doing here. And yeah, exactly. You feel a little bit weird, but after a while, you get used to it really fast, right? Yeah. Wow, really cool. So, but let's speak a little bit about security. How is it? You, we spoke about nightlives and going out and things mm -hmm. like that. Do you feel always safe when you're back at home? Are there some risk when you go out? Something which you have to focus on or look at? Um, I would say in general, Ireland is quite safe. Um, I think whenever, like you mentioned nightlife, I think whenever you go out, on a night out anywhere, there's an added risk because you maybe have drunk people and it's late at night. Um, and you just need a little bit more caution. Like normally you can avoid situations, but in like a big city like Dublin on a busy Saturday night, um, when lots of people are very drunk, you will see a few more police around um, just keeping an eye on things and making sure everything is fine. In Ireland, um, we don't have the world's greatest infrastructure. So um, a lot of the roads are quite narrow and, uh, you know, old. Um, and because of the weather, they always like degrade really quickly. This makes driving a little bit more dangerous. And even when I go home now, and I'm driving at home, I, I think like, whoa, like this road is quite Honestly, narrow. And really? there's like, yeah, and there's like You're lots of- You're used to the roads here now and then? Oh, the roads here are much, much better. Okay, that's such but, a big, big difference, okay. Yeah. What about uh, pub fights? You know, Irish people are, <laughs> I wouldn't say famous, but you know, they- The, the saying- the There is a saying yeah, that- the, but, the fighting Irish, yeah, exactly, basically, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I would go into this, but uh, as soon as you asked, uh, yeah, like I would say there's definitely more of it. Okay, um, so. Like when you, when you go on a night out, if it's a busy night, depending where you go, it really depends where you go. Like in, you know, every, every country has its bad areas. Um, yeah, true. And Ireland is the same. There are areas where crime is definitely higher and particularly like gang crime. And that's where there's maybe more, you know, the things that would end up in a newspaper, you know, that something has happened and the police were involved. And, yeah, but that's everywhere. So yeah, some, exactly. to sum it up, there's nothing to worry 
especially if you're international and you behave normal and no, you no. go it's, directly yeah. aggressive. I, I would them. say yeah. just have like, if I was an international person going there, I would say just like have common sense and that's like, you know, common sense isn't always so common. Um, but for that, I would mean if you're going out for a night and you're having a few beers, just make sure you're maybe with some, you don't have to be with friends, but just don't drink too much, so much that you, you can't make good decisions and be safe. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah that's a good advice anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we spoke about already about beer and everything. And in the last podcast, I often ask about the price level and It's yeah. really easy to compare other countries with yeah. a pint, for example, a pint of beer. Yeah. So, do you <laughs> yeah. know how much a pint of beer is in Ireland back at home? Um, It's comparing with Innsbruck, is it expensive? Yeah. So, beer, beer in Ireland, it does vary a bit where you go. So, in Dublin, it can be it will be more expensive in the city, um, or maybe in like a fancy hotel, um, but it is more expensive. And actually, living in Ireland is is quite expensive. I think Ireland in general is an expensive place. Um, there's a number of reasons for that. Uh, one, I think, it, because it's an island, um, everything's more expensive to get there. Um, you know, especially like on the subject of alcohol, a lot of the the reason for the expensive the the high price of alcohol is because of taxes. Um, so the government taxes it more because yeah. it wants the Irish people to drink less. Which is not that bad. Because yeah, makes sense. Ireland has a reputation for drinking too much. Mm. And uh, a lot of the high prices for things are because of taxes. Yeah. And that, living costs are also really expensive, right? They're also yeah. And um, yeah, living costs are expensive. Food isn't too bad. Um, But rent at the moment in Ireland is actually very high. And that's actually because the last few years, the population of Ireland has quite dramatically increased uh, because people moving there. And also um, it went through a period where there was just a lot more children being born. Um, and as, as these cycles kind of go up and down. And now there's a case where there's actually not enough housing for the people in Ireland. But the main reason for, for this crisis is that so many businesses are going to be there, all big companies. So um, I think there's a few reasons for it, but maybe yeah, that could be one yeah. of it. There's a lot of multinationals uh, locating there, um, even since... Uh, like we know Meta, Google, so really the big ones are there, right? Yeah, some really big ones. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people don't only hear about the medium-sized ones. Um, medium to big, like Google's are really really big uh, name and Meta or Facebook. They're also really big names. Yeah. Um, but there's lots of smaller ones, especially pharmaceutical companies, okay. um, tech companies, and um, a lot of call centers are being located in Ireland as well. That is one reason why these companies uh, locate in Ireland because of maybe better tax situations. Um, but a lot of people don't talk about the other reasons, which are that, you know, Ireland as a whole is a quite educated company, a country. Um, so a lot of people go to university there. 
Um, English is uh, the native language. You know, when you want, when a, an American company wants to break into Europe, a lot of the time they want to go to an English-speaking country. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I'd say for like what you might call like light industry, so like not heavy machinery, like, you know, we don't make cars in Ireland, we mm. don't um, make he that much heavy machinery or stuff. Uh, but light industry, things like pharmaceuticals, technology, a lot of that now gets made in Ireland because they have a very educated workforce. They speak English, it has access to the EU. Because um, until recently, uh, the UK was that destination for a lot of companies. And after Brexit, many companies relocated to Ireland. Okay. Because it's still within the EU and yeah. it has all the advantages still. Oh. So, yeah, the cost of living in Ireland is quite high, but if you're in the industry of pharmaceuticals or technology, you're definitely getting a very good salary in Ireland. Yeah. So the salary is also high? So. Yeah, reasonably so. But the, I would say there's always this argument of uh, the cost of living versus your salary. I still think, like for me at least, in a place like Innsbruck, my quality of life is higher despite having a much lower salary. Um, but yeah people want different things as well and for me quality of life in here is very good so thanks JB it was really important and cool information yeah. for all our listeners yeah. like to sum it up we spoke about uh, Dublin the land side then we spoke about pub life security mm -hmm. tips and also that you drive still at the left side yeah. and many other things. But there's one last important question for all our listeners. Uh, I have already someone from Scotland here and we spoke about Brexit and now you are have, uh, you're next to Northern Ireland and there was always a discussion between all the conflicts back in the past, in the 80s, when Northern Ireland, the British nationalism and the Ireland parties had their fights. Yeah. And, well, there's no hard boredom so far, I guess, because mm -hmm. you have your agreement from back on the beginning of the 90s, right? Uh, yeah, the Good Friday Agreement. Good Friday Agreement. Yeah. So what's the situation now? I know it's complicated, but try to give us a small overview. Um, I guess, yeah, the, what you said is perfectly right. It's complicated. Um, there's a lot of history involved in it and a lot of, different agreements and to, to put it simply um, there is the Good Friday Agreement which kind of put an end to all the fighting in Ireland and as part of the UK leaving the EU there is a requirement for a hard border in some sense uh, between the EU and the UK um, so there can't be illegal free trade um, protect the EU and its economy and actually vice versa for the UK. Um, uh, but basically that putting that on the island of Ireland would directly conflict with the Good Friday Agreement which says there can't be a hard border on the island of on the island of Ireland. Um, so that's a contentious issue. Um, there is currently a border between Northern Ireland and the UK in the sea. So Northern Ireland is almost like kind of this um, 
special case as part of the withdrawal agreement um, where there is to some extent like free trade happening between Northern Ireland and Ireland still like you can still cross over um, but the idea is it's not getting into the rest of the UK the wider UK Mm -hmm. um, but this means a lot of difficulties for different parts of Northern Ireland and, and people that are pro-Britain pro especially feel, at least from a sense, like maybe they've been a little bit cut off. This is what some people have told me um, and things I've heard. Maybe not everyone, um, but they feel a bit cut off in the UK and there's higher prices for different things now and other complications. Um, like especially when COVID came around, it was harder to get things to Northern Ireland um, because of, I guess, the extra paperwork that was needed to get something from the UK to Northern Ireland or Ireland. Yeah, they need the UK to Northern Ireland. Um, uh, so it's all just become a lot more complicated there. Um, and it's a bit of a, like a, a nervous time for people people that I've spoke to and I think if you look in the general media as well like there are a lot of talks about you know what's going to happen next because the UK has in some parts shown an intention to try and change this mm -hmm. but no one can really find a way that you kind of have a, a compromise it, it's quite difficult to do yeah. yeah but we shouldn't stop with something negative again the island has so much to see at the show and to, a lot of to, things to experience. Yeah. So thanks a lot to give us some quick overview about Ireland. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully we can discover it once together, yeah, Ireland. Sure. And thanks for showing us your hidden spots and all the good suggestions. Yeah. James, it was a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Don't believe tourists. We ask the locals. Hey guys, we'd love to know what you thought about this episode. You can send us a message on our Instagram channel and if you like this story, please share it. All information about this podcast you can find on our website communica.at and follow us on your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Marco. Thanks for listening and don't trust the tourists. We ask the locals.